you, Kai, for putting this webinar together. Um, you know, Kai specialized in, you know, advanced technology, very high-end products here in, in the U.S. He has been, a, a, you know, a pioneer in, in working with, with companies that offer very sophisticated solutions to the market. So we're delighted to have you, Kai, here with us. Uh, and Thank you also a supporter of the portrait platform he came on recently and we're very appreciative and we're doing you know this is an industry about small businesses and that's another example of us putting a lot of effort helping all the small businesses out there to uh, to really take advantage of, of this wonderful industry we all part of so it is 10 o'clock in california joe on to you Thank you very much, Francis. John, you guys are doing such a great job. Thank you very much. And to everybody out there around the world watching on epartrade.com and racer.com, welcome to you. This has been so amazing. We all missing out on our trade show season, but to be able to do it right here online, connect and learn as much as we have. Roger Penske, the first day chip today, just been uh, fantastic. Welcome to, uh, to Thomas and Kai. Kai Peter, uh, love the name, love what you guys do. This is a <laughs> subject because we've discussed the evolution of parts, but Correct. materials are what make it possible. And being on the cutting edge of that, you both have had tremendous experience from youth involved in racing, a couple of lifers. So uh, starting out with Tom, why don't you give us your background uh, initially, because it's such a specialized field that you're in and dominating. But we want to know where you got the initial passion. Well, first of all, um, thanks a lot for having us. Um, thanks for the opportunity um, to present ourselves, our, our company, Smith High Performance. And um, it's, it's absolutely a great platform you're providing to the entire community. I was following um, the last couple of days, um, there's the show and um, what, what I could see is um, this, this global community in racing and um, everyone talks about racing applications, whether it's seat belts or brakes that we had before from, from Bremer with such a passion and it is fantastic to see that this global community really has such a big drive for such a big um, passion for the sport. It's, it's great to see. So coming back to passion, um, I think it's my buyer. Um, I started watching Formula One races uh, from the age of four years. So some might say I'm a bit crazy, but um, yes, I am. I'm a petrol head. And, um, but during my, my time at um, Alcoa, so one of the biggest um, aluminum producers, um, of course, um, Alcoa stands for Aluminum Company of America. Um, I came across the fact that um, some of these really, really um, smart guys working Formula One, NASCAR, um, IndyCar, whether it's for chassis or engine applications, they're not aware of the latest materials which are, which are being used on aircrafts, but also on the military applications. And um, they still know, and they're using their materials, which are predominantly, um, they've learned from university, whether it's 775, 2618, um, 2014, or, or the other alloys or titanium alloys. So I, I could identify or we could identify that there's a, a lack of know-how and our um, ambition is more or less to make um, these materials available and also to train people on these new niche materials. Very interesting. And, and Kai, uh, give us kind of a similar uh, look into your background. Uh, I know you've been doing it for over 20 years and uh, industries in Germany and the United States, uh, materials. You don't look like you've done anything for 20 years, Kai. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so too. <laughs> no, um, 
Jokes aside, thanks thanks again also from my side uh, to to having us here on the, on this great event. Um, it's it's really bringing everybody together. And uh, yeah, from from my background, um, I've been wrenching since I was uh, 15 years old on on mainly Harley Davidson custom bikes back then in Germany, and and that's where I started my my career and my passion around the motorcycle and automotive industry. And um, uh, when I in the end ended up here in the US, uh, I was involved in, in quite some high level racing activities with World Superbike Racing, with uh, Eric Buell Racing back then. And I uh, was involved in a lot of engine development there. And this really opened my eyes to what is out there, what can be done. And um, that was with a lot of help with actually a, a really sophisticated supply base um, a global supply base, a lot of uh, companies from Europe and, and uh, Asia as well, actually, and the US, obviously. And um, uh, this really uh, started, kickstarted the, the thought in, in, in me to start this, this um, manufacturer's uh, rep business where I represent um, international companies that are not big enough uh, to be present here in the US. So I'm basically their spokesperson and their uh, extended sales arm here in the US. And this um, uh, goes hand in hand now with, with Smith's high performance. So I, I represent a lot of high performance manufacturers for components, but they really need the materials that Smith's has on hands. And that it was the perfect synergy of, of bringing this, this um, technology and this race level uh, to to a global um, uh, presence, basically, here in the US. Tremendous. And where would we be? And I guess that brings us to the first question, advanced materials. The need is driven by performance. We always are finding the weak link in the chain, whatever that is. And then you strengthen that link, and then there's a new weak link. So talk a little bit about that process, uh, Tom and Kai. Uh, jump in as, as motorsports and this uh, competition that is constantly happening is forcing people within it to advance their program. And that's when they ultimately come to you guys, folks at Smith's and otherwise, to find the next most strongest thing. So kind of take us through how that all works. Sure. Um, so like I, like I mentioned earlier, um, being involved in the automotive and motorcycle and even the marine industry, uh, the manufacturers and the race teams, they all want basically the best material that they can have. Um, a lot of materials get their first exposure in really high level, high professional racing. But, um, uh, and, and so these materials are very exotic for most people and not really accessible. And um, what I've seen in the engine development world, as well as driveline development world for CV joints, let's say brakes, suspension, connecting those crankshafts, valve train, everybody looks for that cutting edge material that gets them to the next level. And um, keywords like 300M or, or, or what is above that? What can we go for? Where can we go further with titanium or special alloys? That's where, where we basically try to come into play and provide that to a broader audience. And this is where really the synergy comes into play with Smith's High Performance, with me as, an, as a sales arm for them here and 
bringing this and, and, and exposing this to the US customer base and amateur as well as professional racing. Tom, if you could expand on that from your perspective, because you've already got my uh, interest peak thinking about, you know, around the world, everybody uh, talks about unobtainium, right? Like the one uh, material that's going to change everything and make things quicker, faster, and last longer. That's the business you're in. So this is very exciting. It's very exciting. And um, we really enjoy this, um, this, this field and this, uh, I called it um, always a playground. Um, I mean, some consider raw materials, materials a bit of an unsexy product. Um, I mean, an engine, convert, piston, aerodynamic parts, um, completely different story. And a round bar or, or plate um, is maybe not as sexy, but um, we, th we think there's a lot of potential or we see there's a lot of potential in that. Um, not just the typical design drivers, which are density, elevated temperature, performance, um, stiffness, um, creep resistance, corrosion resistance, but also the lifing of products. And um, we um, provide um, tailor-made solutions for, um, for pistons, um, for, for chassis parts and engine blocks. So with slightly, um, with slightly um, um, different chemistries, so shrink chemistries um, um, in, to have, in order to have um, a better fatigue performance, for instance. Yeah? In terms of the product range, um, everything from really, really um, um, low density, like the magnesium, aluminum alloys, um, over to heavy metals, um, a lot of steel materials, Inconel, this is our portfolio, and uh, we're really one of the boutique shops in this aspect. Okay, and Tom, like the current applications that you're seeing the highest use, as in intensity, and and like where where is the the cutting edge? Well, it's quite difficult um, to outline um, a core product because we're involved in so many different areas. But I would say um, engine um, components um, predominantly. However, we do a lot of um, work on um, suspension components, um, shock absorbers, um, um, uprights, um, central wheel nuts, even wheels, um, but predominantly, I, I would say, um, the entire engine structure and also the internals. Very interesting. Right? The torture chamber that is making the power that we drive to the ground. And let's expand on that in, in that, uh, you know, being here based in the States, it's easy to think that things come from here, but the entire planet is working on different applications. You mentioned military applications, et cetera. What is usually the primary space is aeronautics, et cetera. Um, what is the, the, the start starting point for the creation of these materials that end up in motorsport? Is it typically the military or aerospace or are some designed specifically for motorsport? Well, some of the designs are um, um, specifically for motorsport, but um, we have a bit of a different approach. So we, we take uh, materials which have, have been predominantly developed for the aircraft industry, because obviously the biggest volumes um, drive this, um, this development of, for, for these um, alloys. And, um, but hardly anyone knows about these materials. They, they are developed by the big plants, by the big mills, and go directly into the Boeings, um, the Airbus, um, et cetera, et cetera. But the, the motorsport industry, does not know about these materials. And this, this was the approach um, 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 Rob Kitchen founded, um, Smith High Performance, that this um, job um, is communicated, um, that people can use these materials and these materials are available. This is the most important point. And we take our laboratory, um, we use our laboratory um, to make fatigue performance tests of elevated temperature tests. And then we, um, we approach um, the subcontractor industry or the OEMs Look, we have two or three new candidates um, for, for pistons, for example. 
um, back-to-back tests um, against a, a baseline alloy 2618, and usually um, the ticket off and used in the engine. Very interesting. Uh, Cost-wise, always a factor. You know, I'm thinking about the way this development has occurred, and there's always startup and additional R and D, and then once that uh, you you want to maximize your your profit after you've created this, and that's why motorsport is great because you know they only make so many planes, and there's race cars all the time, and our guys, you know, they're pushing their stuff to the edge, but they also consider cost. So cost-wise. For some of the companies out there, like how how much more of a challenge is it to bring something in that we, frankly, like you, you just said, haven't heard of? Well, um, that's absolutely true. So Paradise City is more or less over. Um, in every race category, we still do, uh, do see um, cost caps coming in, um, more emphasize on, on, on cost um, sensitiveness. On the other hand, uh, we, see, we do see a lot of applications, um, for instance, um, um, engines, gearboxes, um, but also other parts. Um, to have longer life. So we, in Formula One, we have only a couple of engines per the race season. So the um, the value of the material in use, but also the part um, gets a higher, a longer lifetime, um, which puts more emphasis on the fatigue performance and the individual material. Yeah, um, And this pays off, um, but you're right. Um, some of the niche materials are more expensive than conventional materials, but um, with um, standard or industrial quality, um, you do see, um, a different um, performance level, but also fatigue life level. Guy, do you want to build on that? Sure. Yeah. Um, as as Thomas said, um, in in general, yes, most of the materials that are advanced materials that's that's the topic of the webinar are not as common, obviously, as um, other materials. So they are sometimes even still in the development uh, stage. So so um, that elevates the, the cost initially. Um, what we try to um, explain and justify basically, especially in professional racing, is that it's not about uh, heavy investing. It's, it's more about smart investing into the right material that gets you through the finish line. And um, when you consider the overall cost of a race team per weekend, um, and you save on a marginal material cost um, of a critical component that might not survive a whole race weekend um, with a with a uh, sealed engine. Um, your overall costs are are much much higher. So it's it's really about thinking about where to apply your budget um, and and do it thoroughly with, with proper design decisions. And, and that's where we support design engineering um, with material suggestions for various applications as well. I think that's been the topic that we've all been on now for several years, we understand, but it's, it's kind of challenging sometimes. I'm sure this is what you guys fight. Um, you, you mentioned Formula One with just a, a couple of engines. So the cost per engine is gonna go way up but you're using way less. And so at the end of the year, you've spent less, but it's it's hard to make people understand that. I'm sure that's what you guys fight all the time, initial investment versus long-term expense. And it, it seems basic though, right? Like we're taught right from the beginning, like, you know, you don't have to do things twice. Yes, um, but there, there are a lot of, um, uh, I would say communities where, where there is a certain knowledge base based on certain materials 
and it always takes a little um, uh, yeah, extra motivation or, or extra emphasis to, to make this next step. And that's um, obviously the, the, the art and challenge <laughs> to, to educate. And um, that's why webinars like this are, are very expen uh, uh, important as well for us to, to, to get the exposure and to, to educate everybody, not just professional race teams, but uh, as you know, the whole, the aftermarket scene and the amateur racing scene is huge in the US. So making them aware that this is, this is available and instead of going through X number of parts, let's, let's try to help you make it right and go through less parts. <laughs> that makes sense. And the competition is not just on the racetrack. The competition is in the, the free market. And if uh, a slightly smaller company wants to leapfrog their competition in terms of performance, this is one of the ways they can with better core materials. Uh, Thomas, question for you. People are interested, you know, like wh where we're talking worldwide is our, uh, our audience right now. Where are some of these materials coming from that you guys are using at Smith's High Performance? Well, from all, all different um, um, areas, um, globally, but predominantly, um, you know, one of the leading companies um, um, are sitting in, in, in the U.S. And um, so we're sourcing a lot of materials from the U.S. or their, their foreign um, um, broad um, um, subsidiaries. Um, then they are um, they're booked in into our warehouse system and we follow a really, really strict and traceability system. So it's a barcode system. So um, certain products are linked to certain articles, whether it's an upright or, or a piston or conrod. And we define more or less with a, with a customer the specification. We um, we have a traceability code even for 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 the cutting device, which just cuts this very product, and and also in certain areas of the location where the cut has come from. Um, so um, this is absolutely mandatory for our um, high-level customers that we're able to trace back um, any batch, but also the the cutting hit history within our company. That's important. Um just to keep track of quality control. And I think that's a good good thing to expand upon. Uh, Kai, feel free to jump in, Tom, jump in in that. Um, let's, you know, we, we've kind of identified some potential fields and manufacturers that could be interested in trying to raise their raw material game. So how does it work? Like, how do they reach out and time frame? What yeah. is time frame for like someone sees this and they say, hey, listen, I'm making shocks. I'd love to investigate some sort of new, stronger, better material to, in, to make my product better. What is the, the scope of the time frame for how long it takes and, and how long will it take before they can get their new material? Yeah, I think timing is always of the essence, especially in racing um, and in product development. Uh, if you're developing a new product, you want to be able to to sell it in the next season. Um, so right now, um, since it is a, a U.S. owned company, um, but warehousing is currently, for example, in the U.K. But uh, from a timing perspective, we're with Smith's performance, Smith's high performance. I was personally very impressed by the the actual operating performance of the company. Um, if we get a quote, for example, one day, uh, next morning I have, uh, or, or a, an RFQ, I'm sorry, 
uh, I have a quote from the team in the UK next morning, usually if we have something in stock. And if we do have uh, the material in stock, we can ship basically within 24 hours, meaning the customer can have worldwide on a global basis, uh, their material within three to five days. So, and that's really the, 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 the core aspect where, where we set ourselves apart um, from another either a standard material stockholder where we have exclusive materials or very exotic materials that can be available very quickly. And um, um, that, is, that is huge for us. And, and I think that's, that's a, a big selling point uh, to the customers. The, the, the customer base also here in the US, especially uh, high performance, high level racing um, companies are demanding on a monthly basis when do you have warehousing here in the US? And, and the initiative is clearly there. Um, we are, as I said, I, I started with, with Smith um, as an extended sales arm here in April this year. So we are ramping up this, this demand. And once the business case justifies it, we definitely have that in our, um, on the, in our pipeline of the concept to bring the same concept that we have in the UK here into the US. Yeah. Logistics is very uh, important. Tom, you want to build on that? Yeah, just a quick comment from my side. Um, I mean, they're, they're brilliant um, material suppliers out there, but our business concept is really tailor-made for the prototype industry. So we speak the motor speed language. And we, we know about lead times, but also about them smaller quantities or no many more quantities. And um, our, our target, our aim is um, to take away a lot of headache from the industry um, in terms of lead times, but also in terms of minimum order quantities. Right. And um, this is our core message that we are, we are for the prototype industry, um, tailor-made um, in terms of supply package solutions and um, also warehouse systems or consignment stocks. Very, very significant. All right, so uh, getting a little close, getting to the wind down, I do have a couple of questions that I, I, I want you to indulge me because this is an area that I think you know, you've got a very specific audience for this, but the ones that know what they need, their ears are up right now. But many of us who are just really interested in the business and motorsport in general, uh, I can think of a couple of questions that I'm going to hit you with. But first, for people out there that are the target that immediately are sparking on this and saying, wow, I want to connect with these guys, where and how should they connect with you to begin the conversation of evolving their product and using some of these new materials? Yeah, so here in the US, um, clearly um, contact me either on my uh, Power Sports Consulting website. Um, Power Sports Consulting LLC is my business. Um, I do uh, run my communication for Smith High Performance through a Smith High Performance email. So don't get confused um, uh, on, on that aspect, but I am, I am dedicated uh, for Smith High Performance here in the US. And um, I correspond basically on a daily basis with the team in the UK and take care of any needs that, that uh, come up from, from the US market. Excellent, excellent. Tom, got anything you wanna add? Yes, as Kai mentioned before, um, also, reactivity is one of our vision, uh, biggest mission statements. Um, we want to be um, um, back um, with a quotation within um, a couple of minutes or hours. Um, and once the material is ready for shipment, 
Um, it's done on the same on the, on the same day, um, and this is really um, a tailor-made solution. The entire sales um, and team is trained for that, and uh, we we do know and understand um, that the racing um, um, industry and the quick demand. Excellent. So, from the layperson terms, you know, movies make new materials uh, a sexy thing. I think about like the Iron Man suit, the Captain America shield. You guys are working with that kind of thing on a daily basis. You know, obviously the Hollywood version is what I'm talking about, but you guys deal with the real stuff. What impresses you? Knowing that this is your daily business, the fact that human beings have been able to make what? Tom, do you want to jump on it first? <laughs> well, a crazy Austrian um, uh, recently jumped um, from the um, stratosphere, right? Um, so we're working with all kind of different um, markets. Um, we're also working with, with satellite companies um, up in the space, um, but you also work with um, prosthetics. Um, so predominantly, of course, racing, but um, basically we work with every um, engineering sector where we're able to put a smile on engineer's face. Yeah. And for me, since I, I have been in the, in the engine development myself and I dealt with like titanium valves and, and things like that, when I hear, oh, uh, they have a material in development that is even 15% lighter and 40% stiffer than a standard titanium valve, that makes my eyes pop out of my, <laughs> my head. And, and I think, man, this is, this is cool stuff. And this makes it sexy <laughs> to, well, it does. to the industry, you know? Well, and as Tom said at the very beginning, and I see Franciski's on here, so I want to just thank you, gentlemen. But this this interview started off talking about passion, and you clearly have it, and it's it's something that it is the root, it is the core. We can't do what we do with these amazing parts and machines without strong, solid core materials. So I appreciate you coming on here, you sharing your business, and most importantly, your passion for what you do. Thank you both. Thank you so great. much for your time. What a great webinars. I, I, it was very important for us to, you know, show the world to advanced, advanced material. It is really advanced technology, and that's what's driving this industry. Uh, this is an industry about innovators, about entrepreneurs, and, and we basically, you know, just coming up with new solutions, new ideas, new matter all the time, you know, and, uh, and that's, that's fascinating. Kai has been very, very good at that, and he's an engineer is passionate with all those, you know, technology has been bringing some really good stuff to the market here. So I wish Kai the absolute best. Uh, thank, Tom, you thank you for sharing your knowledge. Uh, it's, um, I, I, you know, I, I grew up watching Formula One, so I've always, you know, love F1. And in terms of technology, yeah, they, 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 they tend to kind of lead the way. But, you know, here in America, you have also technology absolutely fascinating that Joe is an expert of drag racing. It's not that same technology used in, 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 but to get a car to go from zero to 330 miles an hour in, in three and a half seconds or whatever, that's a tremendous amount of technology, engineering, thinking, and you know, new light materials, and people are just always looking for that. So thank you guys for being part of this. This is wonderful. Stay with us. We have a thank few you so much. minutes. Uh, before the next session. So we're going to move you back as attendees. That way you can uh, stay with us. 
Ju, um, stay with us one second while I uh, do this and bring our next uh, our next panelist. And any thoughts, uh, you know, since you've joined, I mean, you have run a few webinars since the beginning of the week. Ju, so uh, uh, I know you have a few more coming. Any thoughts on this week? Oh, it, well, it's been fantastic. I've got people reaching out off the air uh, about it, people that are signing on, people who are, you know, my podcast listeners on my WFO radio podcast too, because I've been doing some shows in between and talking about who's going to be on. Obviously the Nitro crew chiefs were incredible and my drag racing friends, but to see Chip Ganassi, to see Roger Penske, to see how confident they are about the future, I think is very important for people right now going through what we've all just been through and are still going through, frankly, with our worldwide pandemic to see people, the stature of Chip and Roger and even uh, my, my Nitro crew chiefs, guys like Jim Oberhofer and others, business uh, people who are entrepreneurs that we're speaking with like our last two gentlemen, planning for the future, making bold steps, moving forward with their business. What does that do? It gives me confidence that not only are things going to be okay, but things are going to be good and maybe better than they've been as we continue to move forward. And this kind of energy only comes from these information exchanges that you've put together here at Epart Trade, or if we were at a trade show, getting out of your own bubble, your own sphere of influence, hearing what other people have to say, and why on earth are they so energized about the future? Well, the answer is they're confident, and that makes me confident, and I think that's infectious and positive, and that's what I'm all about, and, um, and that's why I'm happy to be able to get this and, and be a part of it, and I see folks like Jeff Hammond, who I am a fan, so it's good on all fronts. Hey, Jeff, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Francois. Francis. And oh, I okay. appreciate that, Joe, very much. You about got me flustered because of that right there. But uh, I've enjoyed sitting here listening to you uh, do your job in the last little bit. And uh, you did an excellent job right there getting that information and giving me a better insight about where the new technology is getting ready to lead us. Uh, kind of like, you know, space age stuff is, that's child's play. We're, we're going Captain America now. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. And I'm sure that you went through that experience as a crew chief, like trying yeah. to find what was better without anyone knowing that you were doing it. No, you're exactly right. I mean, you got to realize that in the very beginning uh, for race cars and, to, and let's just go, you know, chassis and stuff was whatever they came out of Detroit with. And then we turned right around. We started using basically black pipe you know, plumber pipe almost to build roll cages. And now, you know, we're you know, special Molly, chrome Molly tubing and everything like that has progressively got uh, improved upon. And, and you, it, everything about it that you were touching on, the sophistication of making a product that's great, perfect. And that's, right. that's what we're trying to do. Thank well, you very thank much. You very much. Registering on EPAR trade is easy. Fill out your name, email, phone number, and create a secure password. Next, select your business type. Choose supplier if you're looking to display products or services and connect with buyers. Choose racing business if you're looking to find new parts and connect with suppliers. Choose race team if you own or are a member of a professional racing team. 
begin typing your company name. We most likely already have your company in our database, which you can select from the drop-down. Then, enter your job title. Choose Claim Company if you'll be editing your company profile. Other members of your company can choose Join Company if they'd like to use ePartrade as well. You can view and agree to our terms of use here. If you'd like to receive our weekly newsletter, choose Accept. Click Register Now and your registration will be submitted for approval. You'll need to confirm your email once it goes through. To keep our platform industry only, you'll be approved shortly after. If we require additional proof of business, we'll reach out. Welcome to ePartrade.